There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. I tell you, I don't know about the rest of you, but I, um, I, I get like particularly stunned when the news like catches up to me. And I'm not being obnoxious or, or patting myself on the back, but all of a sudden today, I'm starting to hear all of the things that I was saying yesterday and the day before and Friday. Because, you know, now everybody's asking, why are we suddenly shooting things out of the sky? You know, um, why is the White House telling us that they have no indication that uh, this has anything to do with China? Really? I I mean, we're pretty sure the first balloon had to do with China, right? So why would we not think everything has to do with China? We're just being taken. That's all it is. I said this to a friend yesterday. This is all a setup. I'm not a conspiratorialist. This is just a setup. Once again, it's going to be everybody get back in your house and don't come out until we tell you. This time it's not a, a, a COVID virus. This time it's like unidentified flying things. You know, and, and then they have the audacity to say, well, we suspect it might be a weather balloon. And then they tell us it was shaped like an octagon. I've seen a lot of weather balloons. As a matter of fact, the one time I thought I spotted a UFO, they tried to convince me that it was a weather balloon. And they showed me extensive photography that was done that night. I was on a bridge coming back from Key West. And they showed me extensive photography that was done that night of this, uh, you know, balloon. And it wasn't a weather balloon. It was a balloon that Cuba used to track the broadcasts that were coming out of a station um, from Miami and being beamed into Cuba at the time. And I looked at the pictures and I said, well, that could be it. You know, that, that's entirely possible. It was an octagon shaped, I can tell you that. And, and, it, and it was a balloon. It was quite obviously a balloon. Even a blimp looks like a balloon. So I'm watching all this. And that, well, what's the first thing that they announced yesterday? Ah, we have now got a, a, a UFO task force. Our government thinks that a task force is the only answer to anything. Why, let's have a task force about January 6th. Let's have a task force about, uh, I don't know, you name it, Donald Trump. We need at least another 10 task force about Donald Trump, don't we? So now we're going to have a UFO task force. To what end? You know, listening to these administration people and the military yesterday, including the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, who has to be the poorest excuse for a Secretary of Defense in my lifetime. 
in my lifetime, I, I say that without any reservation, who looked at the reporter yesterday. First, he kind of dismissed all the reporters and then looked at this reporter and said, well, we just don't know. We, we, we can't explain the three airborne objects that we shot down. We don't know what they were. Well, then maybe you shouldn't have shot them down. I, I'm just asking, did we shoot down our own weather balloons? Did we shoot down like, you know, a friendly neighboring country's weather balloons? What the heck is going on? We knew the first thing was from China. Don't ask me how we knew, but they knew, right? the spy balloon, and they wouldn't shoot that down. But now, in a baffling series of events, we have shot down three unidentified flying objects. And what is uh, the, the White House's response to this? We're going to create a task force to study this. It might be a little late, you know? Shouldn't we have had a jump on this? Like, shouldn't we have figured out that you know, things flying in the sky over our country or over even Canada or over anywhere might be problematic. We weren't on the lookout for this. I, I just, you know, I don't believe them. I don't believe a word they're saying. I don't care that Jake Sullivan woke up yesterday morning and said, whoa, we better get a task force going. <laughs> we might have a serious issue here. And, and we'll have, we'll see, this task force will be comprised of the Pentagon, the FAA, the Department of Homeland Security, and a whole bunch of other government agencies. Please just don't put Pete Buttigieg in charge of it because he is an idiot, a, a blithering idiot. Can't answer a question, doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, I understand he's a new dad or mom or whatever he is, but for goodness sake, you think he'd be kind of concerned since he's in charge of transportation and they're calling in the FAA. That would be a division under him, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. But he he's clueless. Remember that movie with the Al Alicia Silverstone? You know, just put a wig on Pete Buttigieg and you could do, you know, the, the remake or, or, I don't know, part two. Wasn't she in a commercial at the Super Bowl? I don't know look like her anyway, all grown up. So the group is going to look at the broader policy implications. I love when they use those terms, right? They're going to look at the broader policy implications of the objects for detection, analysis, and disposition. Ooh, that's what John Kirby had to say yesterday. He's the spokesman for the National Security Council. Every element of the government will redouble their efforts to understand and mitigate these events. We had three such events in three days. And now nothing for two days. I don't know. I'm starting to think that uh, we're being set up. We really are. And, and somebody asked me, well, what are we be, how are they setting us up? What, what's going to happen? Oh, I don't know. But uh, I never would have believed that they would have had us all lock, our way, lock ourselves up in our closet, kept our kids out of school, not allowed us to shop you know, turned Bezos into a, a gazillionaire because everybody had to order everything online. Although, what were they ordering? We didn't need clothes. We weren't going anywhere. I lived in my, like, you know, sweats and, and, and yoga pants. 
The only company that was making a lot of money was Amazon and Peloton during this whole shutdown that we endured. And so now we all came back out and they don't like the way we're behaving. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're not happy. We're not taking uh, boosters. We're not paying attention. We're starting to gripe about the fact that our kids can't read, can't do math. The, there's not a single school in Baltimore, Maryland, where the kids are reading at grade level. I'm not just meaning like some of the kids. None of the kids are reading at grade level. But but it's only because of COVID. No, it's because these people are trying to make an entire generation as stupid as dirt so that they can tell them the UFOs are coming. Get in your house. Play video games. Don't come out. I'm just going to tell you right now, this is from me to you. Please don't tell the authorities because they'll maybe lock me up. I don't know. But just between us, right? Nobody's listening except you. I will never, ever, ever go back into the house the way they made me do it in February of 2020. Never, ever, ever. I don't care if it's the Black Plague and I'm looking at bodies piling up on State Road 7. I'm not going back inside. That was the biggest mistake we ever made, was allowing them to uh, take my freedom, take your freedom away, and basically uh, threaten us if we didn't conform to everything that they told Take the shot, put the mask on, six feet apart. You know, uh, don't go anywhere that you don't need. Don't visit your family. No, 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 no family gatherings. No, don't let your grandchildren anywhere near you. Can't visit anybody in a hospital. Your relative died? Oh, well. You didn't get to sit with them in the end. We allowed that. And then we came out and we said like, whoa, whoa, that was awful. We don't ever go through anything like that again. And we started like doing what we wanted to do again, right? Scared them. Uh, can we float a few balloons over and, then, and shoot them down? Yeah, that'll work. Tell them it's, uh, we're not sure if it's aliens. We can't be sure. Might be spies. We don't know. You know, everybody get back indoors. You're safe in there. Trust us. <sighs> You know, I, I'm not trying to pull a war of the worlds on you. I'm not Orson Welles, but I, I, I am here to tell you something stinks about this whole story. So, But don't worry, because there's going to be a task force. And Lord knows every task force comes to a great conclusion, which inevitably makes us safer not. Mr. Kirby said there are no other known unidentified objects floating over the U.S. airspace yesterday, but U.S. officials said they couldn't explain what the other three objects were, even after closely studying them in the air before shooting them down. I want to talk to some of the pilots of those F-16 jets that took down those things. I want to know what they saw. You notice they, that even the, the, the dope in, in Canada, Justin Trudeau, uh, got on television and addressed Canada to tell him, hey, look, it had to be shut down. You know, we have to have help the United States to shoot it down or however he talks. I don't really know. Not our president, no. Our, our president said, like, uh, uh, could, could somebody, uh, you know, make sure that uh, this medication is right? I'm feeling sleepy, very sleepy. You know, I, I, I just, nobody addressed us. John Kirby. 
gets up and says, well, we don't know what it is, and we're not sure if there's any more, but we'll figure it out. We'll get a, a task force. Yeah, that's the ticket, a task force. They'll figure it out for us, maybe even before something worse happens. Maybe not. But then we can all go back in the house. U.S. officials said they couldn't explain what they were. <laughs> Uh, I'm listening to Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, on Sunday morning saying that, um, well, they, they, they're, I don't know, I think they're balloons, but let's just call them objects. Objects? Objects don't, don't float in the sky. Last time I checked, airplanes go in the sky, and birds go in the sky, and bees go in the sky, and balloons go in the sky. Helicopters go in the sky. But objects don't hover in the sky. Like right now, go to your window, open it up and said, we're mad as hell. No, that's, that's what I feel like doing. But open up your window and take some object and throw it out your window. And tell me if, it, if it's a floating object or if it just crashes to the ground. That's what objects do, you know. The U.S. military is going to call them objects. Collection of the resulting debris has been stymied by severe weather. I have not heard anyone use the word stymied in, I don't know, 40 years? I didn't even know it was still a word. But apparently they've been stymied and unable to collect the debris because of the weather and the terrain. Well, you chose where to shoot it down. What did you think was going to happen if you shot down this object over Lake Huron, uh, they're going to find some. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Officials believe the first debris will be pulled out of Lake Huron and quickly sent to the FBI uh, investigation lab at Quantico. I feel like I'm living in criminal minds, right? There it will be analyzed, and U.S. officials have so far declined to provide any imagery of the items. Mr. Kirby said President Biden was first given a briefing on the issue of unidentified aerial phenomena. Listen to all these new terms. Unidentified aerial phenomena. Uh, flying objects. Mysterious unidentified objects that we shot down. He was told about this on June 21st. What? He was given his first briefing on the issue of of unidentified aerial phenomenon on June 21st, 2021. Not 2022, 2021. So they've been sitting on this for two years, and yet we would have never known if some you know dude in Montana hadn't looked up into the sky and taken a photograph. We'd still be in the dark. They'd still know about it and they'd be doing nothing about it. The head of U.S. Northern Command and the uh, North American Aerospace Defense, Defense Command wouldn't rule out that these airborne objects that the Pentagon has been shooting down are connected to extraterrestrials. If it feels like you're living in the twilight zone, you are. All right, don't forget to download the app 
That's 850WFTL or visit the website, 850WFTL.com. You can participate in a whole bunch of contests and, uh, you know, you could go to restaurants, you could win tickets to shows, you can get tickets to the Rib Roundup. That's a hot ticket. So just visit our website, 850WFTL.com or download our app, app, 850WFTL. I'll be right back. Okay, so. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, uh, the only person saying it's not aliens is Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre, right? She was adamant in front of the White House press corps saying, oh, no, we didn't say anything about aliens or extraterrestrial activity, ba 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 the Pentagon has said the objects have been unmanned and they cannot yet explain how the objects are powered, making it even more mysterious. Military officials have declined to describe the objects as balloons, even though some U.S. officials have described them that way. I'm not going to categorize these balloons. We call them objects for a reason. General Van Herc said without elaborating, though he hinted that they could be some kind of balloon floating by gas or a different kind of propulsion system. These are objects. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, last summer, the Pentagon formed the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, which is, <laughs> why do they have to do that? Let me see, what is that? A-D-A-R-O, Adaro. Um, which has reviewed 366 reports of unidentified aerial phenomenon, or what most of us just call UFOs. Of those, 171 demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities and require further analysis. That's from the Office of DNI, okay? So this is the Director of National Intelligence saying like, hmm, some of these things are really odd. We can't explain them. Get back in the house. Everybody get back in the house and close your doors. Don't come out until we tell you. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, who led the push in Congress to establish the AARO or whatever the initials are, and chairs the subcommittee on emerging threats within the Senate Armed Services Committee, said she intends to hold a public hearing on the matter. That's right, because if it hadn't been for a member of the public, we wouldn't even have known that balloon was floating across the country, right? The purpose of creating AARO, Ms. Gillibrand said, is to make sure that service members are no longer stigmatized for forwarding and reporting on unidentified aerial phenomenon and to make sure there is no retaliation. So they've been retaliating against pilots who say they've seen things that were uh, not easily explained, instead of taking them seriously, they stigmatized them and then retaliated? What does retaliate even mean? Did they kick them out of the military? Did they kick them out of Delta? What did they do? That's what the legislation requires, Kirsten said. And as a consequence, we've seen a huge uptick in reporting in the past year and a half. So let me get this right. 
we were penalizing pilots for reporting on unusual, what do they call them? Uh, I got to get back to the uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon, right? We, we used to penalize them, so they stopped reporting it, right? They need their jobs. They need to not be called crazy, all the rest of it, right? I, people like me, I don't care. Call me crazy. It's fine. If I see something, I'm saying it. And so now, because she lifted that and you're no longer going to be, you know, punished for it or kicked out of the service or whatever. They're getting way more reports of these things. You you just can't. You can't convince me that we're not being set up. I know. I know. It, 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 I almost sound paranoid, even to myself. But what am I supposed to believe? When I got military officials saying to me, we uh, we don't know what they are. We have no idea. We don't know where they came from. We can't seem to gather up any evidence because we keep shooting them down over places where we can't retrieve any of the pieces. And uh, we can't rule out aliens or extraterrestrials. And, you know, some of them are shaped like octagons. And we can't call them balloons. They're just unknown, unidentified uh, objects. And And I'm supposed to sit here and go, Golly, I have uh, nothing but confidence in my government. You just, you, you just have to wonder. Um, there were a couple of other stories this morning that were just absolutely mind-boggling. You know, you, you've got, I've always believed that the greatest thing about this republic was that we had set up these now 50 laboratories, these states, where individual state governments and governors and, you know, uh, the legislatures that the people in that state put in office would get to try different things out, right? You know, maybe in, uh, you know, in California, um, having unlimited amount of junkies camped out on city streets in two of the biggest cities in the country, that's okay in California. They want to live like that? Okay. They can live like that. But see, here in the state of Florida, we don't like that. No, we're not interested in living like that. So we try to have some real answers to homelessness. And we frown upon uh, the use of drugs in the uh, streets. Like, we really don't want our kids leaving school and walking past uh, shooting galleries like they have in L.A. and in San Francisco. Just saying. I mean, I have grandkids in both of those cities, and, you know, their parents have to teach them, never pick up a needle. <laughs> uh, you know, don't get near the, you know, the, that man. Uh, you know, don't touch his cardboard box. I, I literally had my, my daughter-in-law um, almost tackle me to the ground because I was just going to move a, you know, a, a big refrigerator cardboard box out of the way so that we could walk up the sidewalk. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. And I said, well, what's going to be on the cardboard box? Oh, we don't know what kind of things could be on that crawling around in it or just germs. And I'm like, who, who wants to live like that? And they're million plus houses. They're, you know, $5 million houses and don't touch the card, cardboard. You know, stay away from the homeless guy who's screaming in the street. I actually had someone tell me yesterday that they're considering moving to the town I live in, 
in South Florida because the town they live in seems to have a homeless crisis. And yesterday, a homeless guy came up to her car at a very long light and was screaming obscenities and waving his arms around and scared her. Now, she comes from New York, so she's not easily scared. <laughs> you know, so, the, you know, what you do here is you dial 911 and they come and uh, remove the lunatic in the street. In California, they can't. You know, in California, they have to like buy him lunch or something. I don't know what they do. They deliver checks to cargated, you know, boxes. But that seems to be okay. And now you, you got to laugh. Nikki Haley, of course, announced that she's running for president. Okay, good luck with that. That You'll be gone before, what, the, what month is it now? February? Eh, you'll be out of the race before June. Um, you'll be out of money before March. But uh, okay, so now Governor Newsom, he's, you know, you know, doing a listening tour. So is Tim Scott. Uh, let me explain something to both Tim Scott and Governor Gavin Newsom. No. Um, it's as simple as a two letters. No. But uh, Governor Newsom wants to run for the presidency, and the only thing that anybody sees coming from the state of California, besides a lot of illegal immigrants, is uh, homeless crisis. Okay, people literally living on the street, people out there walking around with their emergency stashes of naloxicin, you know, the overdose reversal medication. Um, you know, what else are you going to do, especially when it's cold? You use drugs because you're hot, you're freezing. You have to be numb. So at its heart, California's homeless emergency stems from a lot of problems. They have a shortage of affordable housing, but it's also a public health crisis because these encampments are full of mental health and addiction disorders. Rats and roaches are endemic. Stagnant sewage, toxic camp smoke. And Governor Newsom wants to run for the presidency. He's got lots of new ideas. <laughs> you know, why, for all the money and good intentions that has been poured into helping people out of homelessness, why does it look worse than ever today? And you want to take our country, you want to turn our entire country into California? That's not happening. Some people are pretty demoralized, Newsom said last summer, when he unveiled a strategy for funding housing for homeless people with mental health and addiction disorders. So wait, people who are just struggling, middle-class people, no help for you. But we got help for those with addiction and, and mental health problems and homeless problems. Uh, the money's going to go there because we basically you know, can't give up on them. I wouldn't give up on them. I just round them up and ship them off. That's all. Um, anyway, let me take a break. Don't forget to stay tuned. I will be right back. Uh, prices are up more than expected, up 6.4% from a year ago. And apparently shrinkflation has hit Valentine Day candy. Oh, happy Valentine's Day to all of you. Um, I woke up to quite a surprise this morning. It's not just Valentine's Day. It's also my wedding anniversary. And uh, I woke up this morning and there were, uh, he hit every single possible type of gift that you would give someone on Valentine's Day. I got uh, the chocolate covered strawberries. I got roses delivered. I got balloons delivered. I got um, jewelry. I, I mean, he, he really outdid himself. 
kind of makes me wonder like what he did wrong. But hey, you know, I'm just gonna say thank you. <laughs> um, and boy, did I feel cheap. Like I bought him a box of chocolate. <laughs> but that's okay. You know, I give him stuff all the time. But Valentine's Day candy, because I did get him a box of chocolate. I could not believe the prices of chocolates. I mean, forget about like a big Balaton of Godiva's. Thank goodness my friends got him that um, because I looked at the price and opted for something else. And 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 by the way, it took him literally uh, one day to eat that entire box of chocolate, which is mind-boggling to me. Um, I got him like a little tuxedo-looking uh, box of chocolate. Very cute, you know, but... Look at this. Your box of Valentine's chocolates from your boo won't have as many uh, pieces this year. It's not because, you know, we love you less. It's because all of the, uh, you know, uh, candy companies have to, they have to cut something somewhere when inflation is high, right? I, I was looking at chips because I got some chips for Sunday when you know, my, my grandson and our, our daughter was here for the uh, Super Bowl and two of my friends were in town. And so I, I went and bought some chips and it was like really stunning to me. Like there were far fewer chips in the bag. There are definitely fewer sheets on every paper towel roll these days. And uh, looking at these uh, holiday chocolate boxes, less chocolate, less chocolate. Now that... You know, supermarketguru.com said that they what they've done is they have to change the package, the, the net weight of the package, right? Because it, as long as they do that, it doesn't matter how big the box is, which really stinks because you're buying this big giant Balaton. I think that's how you pronounce that word, right? And you think you're going to open it up and it's going to have like a pound of chocolate. Instead, the box says 11.2 ounces. And you could put 11.2 ounces of chocolate in a box half the size. So you thought you were getting something, and you paid the same way as if you were getting a pound of chocolate. It's very misleading. It's kind of immoral, but it's not illegal. It, was, it, it, it started in Halloween, but, you know, you don't buy boxes of chocolate for Halloween necessarily. Uh, you know, maybe, see, I get boxes of chocolate delivered for my husband every month. I'm on like one of those C's candy monthly deliveries for him because he goes through some chocolate and he likes good chocolate. But, you know, I, I pay for it by the pound. I understand what a pound of chocolate looks like. This thing that, that my friends bought for him, I felt terrible. It's like it looks like it should have a ton of chocolate in, and then you open it up and it's like, mm, not so much chocolate, huh? Uh, like a heart-shaped box. You open up the box and there's four pieces of chocolate in it. I hope that's not true because if he opens up this tuxedo heart-shaped box and there's only four pieces of chocolate in that, I'm really going to look cheap. Um, it, I don't know. Is it legal? It's actually probably not legal. Because federal law says that manufacturers can't deceive the public, that consumers buy with their eyes. They buy based on the size of the product. They don't pay attention to the fine print. When I buy a big box, I assume it's filled, right? I don't assume it's going to be, you know, uh, not even, you know, just a lot of uh, plastic, <laughs> 
and a couple of uh, well-placed pieces of chocolate. Gets a little murky though when you start talking about companies who say they need extra space in a package. You know, like for instance, potato chips. They've argued that you have to have the exact amount of air in your package to create the necessary cushion so that you don't have, you know, crumbles, cr potato chips in, in fragments, right? So they actually sold that bill of goods to the, uh, to the authorities, so they get a bunch of air in their bags. The Food and Drug Administration defines slack fill as the difference between the actual capacity of a container and the volume of product contained therein. And if there is a significant difference between what the package can hold and what it is holding in terms of weight, then regulators will deem it to have too much slack fill. And guess what? If we don't stop buying the stuff, then they're just gonna keep shrinking the product. If you're gonna keep buying boxes of cereal that when you open the paper uh, box you, and you reach into it and you get that little you know, wax package or, or tin looking package out and it's about half the size of the big box and you just keep buying it, they're just gonna keep shrinking it. Nobody's gonna stop buying chocolate on Valentine's Day, especially if they're in a relationship you know, and, or especially if they're trying to get into a relationship, right? You're trying to woo somebody. You don't show up with a, you know, a Hershey bar and a bow on it. You got to get the box of chocolates. Candy manufacturers have made products smaller as if it, for health reasons, right? <laughs> Mars, Wrigley, Ferrero, Ferrara Candy Company, and Lint announced they would offer different product sizes and decrease the calorie count as well as list the calories at the front of the package. Don't do us any favors. Like when I eat a piece of chocolate, I'm trying not to be conscious of how many calories are in the piece of chocolate. Don't put it on the front of the package. I know you're required by law to have it on the back of the package, but now you're going to go in to buy a bar and it's going to say 452 calories. Hershey's. Ah, ah, it's going to kill their business. And it's going to, it's going to kill me. I'll tell you that. People who are into new relationships are going to spend more than people who've been married for five years or more. Well, I'm not proof of that. He spent more on me this year than he did when he was wooing me. What is the 10th anniversary, by the way? I think it's paper. So uh, he, that may be the only thing he didn't get me. Well, he did get me two cards, so I'll let, I'll let him slide. <laughs> so uh, all I can tell you is, you know, you should have done your research before you shopped. I should have done my research before I shopped and looked at the weight that was on the box instead of relying on what the packaging looks like because your your lying eyes deceived you and when you open, when you got that box home and gave it to your loved one and they found only three or four chocolates inside it they uh, they weren't happy not happy at all okay the first amendment challenges you're going to love this story this one caught my eye this morning right with over 100 <laughs> it's 100 bills targeting LGBTQ rights and queer life from transgender health care to drag shows have been filed in 22 states so far in 2023. What? 
what what are they talking about? Saying that you should not allow children to go to drag shows or you should not have drag queens reading kindergarten kids' stories is not targeting queer life, okay? Uh, get a hold of reality. Get a grip on yourselves, all right? Texas has 36 bills, according to Equality Texas, which is a statewide LGBTQ advocacy group. Missouri is next with 26, then North Dakota with eight, and Oklahoma with six. My goodness, Florida didn't even rank. I thought our governor was the most uh, anti-LGBTQ LMNOP governor in the whole state, in the whole country, right? I guess not. We didn't even get into the top 10. Not that these people are actually uh, correct about these bills. Most of these bills are comparable to what they wanted to call the don't say gay bill, but which was really like, leave the kids alone. Stop. I had that gentleman on yesterday, um, Elon Gerberg from uh, Florida Fathers, right? Who's trying to just limit the kind of stuff you can say to his little kids. He's got kindergarten, first grade, third grade kids. He does not want them being read stories at drag hour or whatever that is. He does not want them uh, being told that they should decide what pronouns uh, to be referred by. I, they don't even know what the word pronoun means. And and looking at these new stats about what uh, you know what our kids are learning, even in uh, elementary school, middle school, and high school, I'm pretty sure that a lot of middle school kids don't know what the word pronoun means. But 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 don't worry, because in Broward County, we're telling five year olds that they have a choice. They could be she, her, or him, he, or I don't know what the other one is, them, they, it up. I, I don't know. And so can you imagine telling a five-year-old, the same five-year-old that when I say, okay, honey, do you want peanut butter and jelly today or a cheese sandwich? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, what kind of pronouns would you like me to refer to you in the past? I don't know. We're just stressing these little kids out with stuff that makes no sense at all. Gender affirming care, really? Like they're arguing the, L I doubt that it's the, the real LGBTQ community that's arguing against this. Because, you know, Gays Against Groomers is a big organization. There's lots of gay people who don't think we should be telling little kids that they can decide what they are and then take hormone blockers before they've even reached puberty. And that on the, on the say-so of one uh, activist, you know, uh, psychologist or whatever, counselor, they can uh, start having uh, body uh, surgeries. Again, you know, up, what do they call It's crazy. They call it chest surgeries. No, no, no. It's a radical double mastectomy. It's not a chest surgery. Removing a boy's penis is not a, a, a gender-affirming care. It's castration. I don't care what you dress it up as. It is castration. Trying to fashion a female body part on a male is very, very, very disturbing to me. It just is.
you know, so stop telling me that it's a right word shift. No, it isn't. It's it's a try. It's what uh, what was her name? Sarah Huckabee Sanders said. There's normal and there's crazy, and everybody has to decide right now. Are you normal? Lean normal? Do you lean crazy or are you crazy? Because if you're crazy, there's a home for you in the Democrat Party. If you're normal, there's really not a home for you, but you're probably going to vote for more Republicans than you are Democrats. <sighs> All right, let me take a break. Don't forget, at 1 o'clock, Dan Bongino comes your way. At 4 o'clock, it's Ben Shapiro. At 6 o'clock, the WPTV News. And then tomorrow morning, Jen and Bill and Stephen Diener will be back right here on 850 WFTL. But I still have one whole segment left, so please don't touch that dial. So I'm looking forward to, I know this is going to sound strange because most people don't look forward to these big uh, birthdays, these uh, milestone birthdays. But I, I am because, uh, you know, I, I want everybody to celebrate. Both my husband and I um, will be, I'm not going to say how old because I always get yelled at by consultants. Don't say that on the air. But anyway, we'll both be marking a new decade. Let's put it that way. And so, you know, I decided we should all, the whole family should go on a cruise or do something, some tourist destination. So one of my friends said, oh, you should go down to, uh, you know, to, to Mexico. There's some great deals. Are you kidding? Playa del Carmen, which is the, uh, uh, the resort that this particular person who was telling me this is in the news today. Not for good. Not because it's a great tourist destination, but because there's cartel violence like you wouldn't believe in uh, Tulum, which is the, the area where all these resorts are. On Saturday, four local city employees were found shot dead and stuffed inside a vehicle after they'd been tortured. The horrific discovery was made by local traffic police officers in a middle-class neighborhood of the city. Authorities in the Mexican state of Quintana Roo said they are investigating the murders but didn't offer any other details as to as of why or who could be behind the killings. Whoa. Let, let, let's just all ponder this. This is the same as saying, we don't know what these objects are, but we're going to shoot them down, right? They don't know what the problem is in Playa del Carmen's municipal inspection office, Okay the ones that are in charge of enforcing the law against the sale and use of drugs, underage attendees and city permits for restaurants and bars and other commercial establishments, they can't quite figure out who might want to hurt those people. Playa del Carmen has become one of the top tourist destinations in Mexico for U.S. and Canada visitors. As a matter of fact, my daughter and her husband went there for his milestone birthday. I guess it was last year. But at the same time, this is a major hub for drug distribution, and it's got all kinds of drug traffickers from all over the world operating right there in that region. And guess what they like to do for sport? No, they don't play golf. No, they don't play tennis. They have violent gunfights in the streets. And... (laughs) You know, th- there was a story, I guess it was Monday, of some narco hitmen. Yeah, it was yesterday. Were on a jet ski and they went and sprayed the beach at Cancun with bullets and killed 
helped, uh, I don't know, killed a couple of people, hurt a lot of people, right? And for, for sport. Four drug cartels are operating in the greater Cancun region. The Sinaloa cartel, the new generation Jalisco cartel, SING for its acronym in Spanish, the Gulf cartel, and a smaller organization now known as Grupo Regional, which is a cartel formed of former Zetas cartel members and local street gangs. So you got these four drug cartels operating there. Last year, you had the two Canadians that got shot dead at the most beautiful hotel in Playa del Carmen. Uh, at the time, Mexican authorities sent out like hundreds, several hundred National Guard members to patrol the beach because they didn't want to have more attacks because it's where they get their money in tourism. In the same year, Mexico's President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador launched a campaign aimed to stop tourists from using drugs at Quintana Roo beaches. Don't put yourself at risk. Drug dealers at beaches and nightclubs will get you into trouble. They're not your friends. They're criminals. That is actually handed, uh, that warning is handed out at the front desk of every hotel in the state of Quintana Roo, where that's where Tulum and Cancun are located. All visitors are required to sign that before they can check in. Okay? Don't put yourself at risk. Drug dealers will get you in trouble. They're not your friends. <laughs> I, uh, no, I don't want to go there. No, we'll, I think we can go on the Icon, the new ship that celebrities uh, bring in out in January or February of next year. Tourist destinations like Playa del Carmen are basically known for you know beautiful beaches and apparently now are known to cater to the drug market for foreign visitors. So if you're from Canada or you're from America and you got more money, to spend than the locals do, where do you think the cartels are going to send their salespersons? Unbelievable. And he, and and El Chapo, last time I checked, is still in jail, and I say I think so is his son Ovidia Guzman, who who got captured not that long ago, sometime in January, a couple of weeks ago. Unbelievable. I'm I'm sorry. I, I just, it's one of those days I couldn't come up with a story that is not, you know, just vile. And, and I didn't even start to talk about the shooting in Michigan State. I didn't talk about, uh, you know, any of the other insane criminality stories I saw in the news last night. I just talked about some really big ones like unidentified objects that we cannot tell you how they're propelled, nor can we tell you where they come from or what they're doing. But we're shooting them out of the sky, so don't worry, right? And more importantly, we have started a task force. And if that task force can get to the bottom of this, I will be a monkey's uncle or aunt or actually... Uh, what are my pronouns? He, her, shim, she, it. Okay, that pretty much does it for me today. As you can tell, I just, I'm pulling my hair out. That's all I can tell you. I'm pulling my hair out. I thank you for your time this time until next time. And my plan is to be back here tomorrow at 12 o'clock noon. If it be his will and he delays his coming, 
So remember that what lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, get inside, lock your door. Don't come out until we tell you it's okay because the aliens are coming. But don't worry, we have a task force and we will warn you when to go in your house and lock the door. Not again, not happening. God bless you and God bless the USA. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.